Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Functionally Autoimmune. We have such a fun guest on the show today. With us today is Katrina Foe. Sorry. She's a certified holistic nutritionist, certified metabolic approach to cancer practitioner. She's a Pilates instructor, owner of Personalized Pilates, and she's the author of a new book that's coming out very soon, Nutritional Pilates. Hi, Katrina. How are you? Great. It's so great to be here. Thank you for having me on. Of course. It's so nice to have you. So can you tell us just a little bit about yourself? Obviously, we just went through some of your bio, but just kind of how you got into Pilates and and how you got down the holistic nutrition route and just a little bit about how you landed where you are. Yeah, there's a lot there. (laughs) So (laughs) I got into Pilates when I was in college. I was actually going to go into physical therapy and was doing my internship and I was having a lot of back pain. And they just kept saying, oh, it's because of your scoliosis. You know, there's nothing really you can do. And they'd work on it, but it never really got better. And then my left ankle started hurting. And they kind of zoomed out and were like, oh, well, your left arch is collapsed and your right isn't. And that's twisting your pelvis, which is causing the scoliosis. I'm like, why didn't you see that in the beginning? Like, hello. But I, I learned and I understood that that was the model of like, when you're in the insurance, they're only allowed to look at and address the area that's acutely injured. Yeah. So it was actually through, um, my Pilates teacher that she started working on, um, rectifying my arch with the foot corrector, got my pelvis untwisted. And like today you can't even see that I have scoliosis. Wow. So I was a convert. I was super excited. And I was loving the fact that you didn't have to deal with the insurance and all the red tape with that. And I actually got certified in Pilates as a teacher um, when I was still in college. So my friends are waitressing and I'm earning a lot more money. It was great. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, Fast forward, I had opened my studio. Things were going great. I was a teacher trainer. And we moved up to Idaho, which is kind of interesting. So we run our business in Scottsdale remotely. And I do a lot online before COVID. But I had a cancer diagnosis, um, breast cancer, which I I didn't want the standard of care, as you can guess probably by now. And I was going, you know, grasping for anything of like, what do I do? And I finally landed on functional medicine and found a practitioner we started doing all the things and I got it in remission hundred um, percent without any surgery, no chemo, no radiation. It, it's a very long story. That'd be like a whole podcast in and of itself. But <laughs> that led me down to this like, oh my gosh, what just happened to me? Like, I need to understand this better. So I went back to school, um, got trained as a functional nutritionist and certified by Dr. Nasha Winters and I'm working with clients now. So that's yeah. so amazing and such a, an amazing journey for you too, to be able to one, have the scary diagnosis that like, you know, I'm sure when you get that, you're just terrified. You don't know what the future holds. And then to be able to come out the other side of it without having to do any of those toxic treatments or things like that. It's really amazing. Yeah. And it's, it's very possible, which is the message I want to get out to people that it doesn't have to be the super toxic way. Um, there's a lot of things you can do preventatively that they don't talk about. And there's a lot you can do, you know, in the moment that is as effective as if not more effective to actually get to the root cause of why the cancer was allowed to proliferate. It doesn't happen by chance. Right. Yeah. Did you find that the nutrition aspect was a big part of that healing or what Mm -hmm. part did you feel like um, really made the biggest difference? Or do you feel like it was really just 
kind of all of the holistic steps you took together that kind of helped? Like, what do you feel was maybe the the guiding factor that got you to where you were? All right. So, so here's, here's the rabbit hole. My journey was not linear <laughs> as most of what autoimmune is not linear usually right. either. Right. Um, so I got all my ducks in a row. I'm like, okay, I got the diet. I've got the functional stuff. I was low in this high in that, you know, we're going to get all that short up. And then I went to a, um, retreat and this was not like a cancer retreat or a marriage. It was just a generic women's retreat. And the entire time it was just impressed on me at every break, like go home and be with your husband, like in the biblical sense, I'm like, okay, this is weird. Okay. <laughs> you know, God, do you realize that I, I have cancer? <laughs> People are already pissed that I'm doing it natural. And, oh, I just did a hormone test. I know what time of the month it is. Like, right. That's not really a good idea. So I went back and forth with this. Mm-hmm. Ended up going home on Sunday night and getting pregnant with baby number six. Wow. So that's not what you're really supposed to do when you're pregnant or when you have cancer. So I get very, very sick, the hyperemesis gravidarum. And so like all the diet was out the window. Yeah. Most of the supplements I was taking was like, eh, I don't know about that. You know, there were a couple of things I could still take. So I felt like it was this journey of, do you trust me? And, you know, where is it going to go? Like, but a month before, um, I delivered the baby, I could feel the whole lump. It was like a golf ball. So it was very easy to find in my breast. It was hundred percent gone. Wow. That still boggles my mind, the whole process, but the, the interesting thing, and this is where I'm coming back with the diet, I nursed the baby and everything and was like, okay, I need to get back into what I was doing because I don't want this to come back. And now that the baby is weaned, Let's get back into the detox stuff. Cause there was a boatload of stuff that I had going on that I didn't realize like um, mold and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And, um, as I did that, my doctor's like, try the keto diet. I'm like, Oh no, that's dangerous. Like you shouldn't just omit food groups. Like that's bad. And, um, what I didn't tell you is that I have had bipolar since I was a teenager and I've, I was on medicine, but I, I weaned myself and white knuckled it for about 20 years. When I got on keto, I kind of felt like my symptoms were going away. And it was this, I don't know that I want to say that, you know, (laughs) and my, my husband was doing a devotional, um, one night, uh, for the family about like being joyful in all things and seeing the good in, in bad situations. And my daughter goes like mom's cancer and he's trying to be nicer. And he's like, what do you mean, honey? And she's like, well, if mom hadn't had cancer, she wouldn't have tried keto and then she, now she's happy. Yeah. And I was like, I just started crying. I was like, I still get teary. Um, <laughs> she got it. She saw it. And it was like, okay, that was my journey. And the cancer was kind of irrelevant. That was just the path. Yeah. Yeah. That's really amazing. And it, it really is such a powerful thing that our kids can see, especially when we have a huge, healing, right? when we make decisions that are outside of what people normally expect you to make, and they see that you come out of it. It's, it's such a great learning experience for them. So it's really amazing that your kids were able to kind of see and experience that with you. Yeah, it was very interesting. I don't think they understood at the time because most of them were pretty little how like, like scary cancer is, um, or that mom might've died or something, but they, they saw the difference, especially with the diet and they, they're, like my biggest cheerleaders of like making me fun keto treats and stuff. Cause they know my body works better that way. And this is what mom needs to be healthy and happy. And yeah, 
Yeah, for sure. So I want to talk about keto real, just real quick um, with your experience with it. And the only reason for that is because there's so many different diets out there. There's so many things. And I get messages from people all the time that are like, Hey, what about this diet? What about that? And without knowing someone, because everything works differently for everyone. So like, yeah. you know, it's not the same for everybody, but so it's really hard without knowing somebody to say, yeah, that diet would be great for you because I don't know. Um, right. But it's really great because I do get a lot of questions about keto. I get a lot of questions about it related to cancer. Um, I've gotten questions related to like epilepsy and things like that. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of wonderful studies that show that keto is fantastic for those types of things. So I'm just wondering specifically, like, what was your experience with it and how can you, or how would you explain keto to someone who didn't know like what it was? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and because this was all for me, this was all before keto became popular. So there wasn't all this baggage, but now it's kind of nice because there's a lot of good resources, but there's a lot of bad resources too. So what I'm talking about is like a clean keto. So we're not talking Velveeta cheese and, you know, stuff like that. Um, so within the realm of keto, you want to have, um, well, let me back up. So basically you were designed to either burn fat or carbs for fuel. You, and, and ideally your body would kind of flux between one from the other, you know, whatever you ate, and it would just do that automatically. But because of all the low uh, fat diets and the high carb diets, a lot of people have lost that flexibility. That was me. Didn't even know it. And the problem was I felt really good eating lots of carbs because I always had high blood sugar and it, I, I didn't know that. Um, and that's the, probably the hardest thing is people that have issues with this, they will fight it big time. They're very defensive <laughs> of their carbs. Um, but once I switched, so I forced myself to only eat the fats and I took all the carbs down. So I, I started with a fat fast, which usually I wouldn't recommend for clients. I'll go into like a hot tub, slide into it kind of mode instead. Um, when you start forcing yourself to retrain your body metabolically to be flexible, um, it's going to shift things in your mitochondria to try to get that energy and everything for cancer. It's really important because you want to, um, starve the body of the blood sugar because metabolically the cancer cells are going to take up huge, massive amounts of glucose just because they've shifted metabolically. That's just the definition of cancer. Um, it, it doesn't necessarily feel great in the transition, Um, you'll have keto flu sometimes, which you can work on to alleviate by making sure that you get enough electrolytes, um, which I can go into why more, or the other big thing is that, you know, if if you're eating a low fat diet, like 20% fat, and all of a sudden you go to like 70 or 80% fat, like if your fat digestion is not spot on, like you're going to feel nauseous. Yeah. That's one of the biggest things I see. And people don't know what to do about that. And that's, you know, something that you can optimize with different supplements for the liver, as well as, um, coffee enemas are one of my favorites for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Um, as well, because I talk a lot about gut health and that's part of that is the digestive piece is you have to have that digestive piece there or things just don't get absorbed and they don't, they don't function the way that they're supposed to. So that's a really good point. Um, but I'm just curious because I, like you mentioned, you did a very clean keto diet and there's a lot of different ways where, you know, a lot of people will eat a lot of processed meats and Velveeta cheese, which is very different from a very clean type of, of keto. So can you give us like an example? of maybe what a meal looks like for you or what type of things did you eat as opposed to, um, you know, another way of going about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll throw out there. Another thing that people do is they don't eat any vegetables, 
which is not what keto is. So I explain it to my clients as like the vegetables are your platter. Like that's, if you look at the plate, that's what you're going to see the most of. And then you got to have that to be the conduit to hold the sauce because no one wants to eat like a tablespoon of mayonnaise or salad dressing or something. That's just (laughs) disgusting. You know, so have like a big salad or something with a little bit of meat, you know, especially with cancer, we don't want too, too much meat, really good quality meat, lots of fun toppings and stuff on it. Um, Clean things, of course, like seeds and stuff. Um, And then lots of salad dressing. Like I remember growing up and you'd be like, okay, try to use just a couple drops of salad dressing so that it doesn't taste terrible. And now I'm like, oh, let's give me half the bottle, (laughs) you know, it's (laughs) That's, that's what a lot of my meals look like. We do a lot of, um, casseroles and things like that. A lot of, um, yeah, we do a lot of baking. My kids love to bake, you know, we'll do a lot with almond flour, coconut flour and stuff like that. A lot of egg casseroles for breakfast. Um, I do great on dairy, but, but a vast majority of my clients don't, you know, so that's a big thing too. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of vegetables. Yeah, definitely. I think that's confusing for people too. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because I, I do get questions a lot that say, well, aren't vegetables carbs and, and aren't I supposed to cut carbs out? And so those carbs are unfortunately often bundled together with like refined carbs that really you should, you shouldn't be having. And so it's really good that you mentioned that because I think it's important for people to understand that while vegetables might be carbs, so to speak, <laughs> they're, they're actually really good for you because they have so much other stuff in them. So can you go into that just a little bit? Yeah, you need them because they're going to be what feeds your microbiome. So when you're talking about gut health, like that's foundational and that's one of the most important, if not the most important thing you can do. There's some interesting research coming out and stuff showing that the prebiotics are as important, if not more important than the probiotics and such. So we want to get those vegetables and things like you know, broccoli and cauliflower and Brussels sprouts and cucumbers and, you know, obviously avocados, although they actually have a lot more carbs than most people think those are going to be your base of what you want to make things out of. So we do a lot of like broccoli salads and, um, oh, I have a really great roast cauliflower salad that we love or Brussels sprout salads and things where instead of it always being lettuce, it's, you know, different bases for those salads. Otherwise I would get bored. Right. Yeah. That's a really, that's a really good tip because I think a lot of times you forget that like you can use even like uncooked Brussels sprouts can be a really great salad base. And I think a lot of times you forget because when you think salad, you're like, oh, okay, well I need lettuce, <laughs> but there's so many different yeah. things to do. Yeah. Or even, you know, kale or spinach and things. And a lot of those cruciferous veggies are really important because they've got a lot of good sulfur and stuff for detox processes. So they've got all those nutrients that you need for the detox that you, you need to do as well as those um, just fibers and such. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that's so amazing. And I love hearing about your, your journey and your story. I want to, just because you mentioned it earlier and I know it's a little bit, a little bit of off topic, but it might still be. <laughs> but I'm I wanted cool. to bring it wherever up. you want. <laughs> I, know. I wanted to bring it up because I thought about it earlier and I was just want to incorporate it here. So I know that you have the new book coming out, Nutritional Pilates, and I'm actually just curious, what does Nutritional Pilates mean? And can you explain that to us a little bit? Yeah. So Over the years of my career, you know, with the Pilates and with the nutrition, like there's a lot of common threads and being able to look at the whole body, the way that I've come to it, um, there's things that I can see of crossover. So I wanted to give people those insights 
as to like a framework of whole body health. You know, I talk about the muscle balancing aspect of Pilates and then the diet and like what can mess your diet up, like all the low hanging fruit of what people should know to be looking for in order to really thrive in their life. So it's not specifically to cancer, but a lot of the concepts would carry over to cancer as well. Yeah, I love that. I love the two together. I think I told you before the show, like I love Pilates. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. And so anybody listening, if you love it too. Um, so I, I love the idea of combining the two, even though um, I think we just kind of know that nutrition and fitness kind of go together. And so it's just kind of one of those things, but to be able to think about it in that way, like nutritional Pilates, I love that title. And I, I love the concept because I think it really just opens the door for a broader um, view of like this holistic way of like making sure that you're eating healthy, making sure that you're moving your body, making sure that you're, you know, having community and all those types of things. And so I love that. And I'm just curious as were you writing this book or going through this nutritional Pilates along with your, um, cancer diagnosis? Did it happen after, where did it fall in, in all of that for you? Do you mean writing the book? Yeah. Oh, no, the the cancer whole process was a while ago. I've been in remission, like, let's see, six, seven years. So um, the book I just wrote last summer, and it's hmm, a lot of when I actually was writing the book, my dad had just had a stroke, and he has dementia. And like the all the frustration of like, this is what people need to know, prevent this, because you know, cancer, heart disease, dementia, like diabetes, they're all rooted in the blood sugar dysregulation. And the information's out there, but people don't seem to be connecting it. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I, I tie that piece of the bigger puzzle of like, this is important. And that's not sexy to say like, Hey, let's avoid dementia. (laughs) But (laughs) when it's staring me in the face, both my dad and my father-in-law have it pretty bad and are pretty far along. It's, it's hard to avoid it. And I, I just, yeah. It's a big, yeah. big thing on my heart. Yeah. It's, it's very true because a lot of times we don't want to think about those kinds of things. Like we don't want to think about cancer or dementia or, you know, those kinds of things until it is like right in front of our face and we have to look at it or acknowledge its existence. And I agree with you. If we can find a way to think about it, think about prevention, think about ways to avoid that early on, we'll be so much better off, but it is, it's a very scary, Mm -hmm. difficult thing to think about and talk about. Yeah. I think we tend to think of ourselves as invincible and well, that won't happen to me. It might happen to them, but you know, I take good care of myself. And I remember thinking that before I got cancer and, uh, you know, Dr. Nasha always says like, cancer does not come from nowhere. Like Mm -hmm. people always are saying, Hey, this just came out of nowhere. And I remember I said that, but then looking back in hindsight, I'm like, Oh no, like there was clearly dysfunction. I just didn't know what to look for. And so that's what I want to convey with to people in the book. Like, here's what you want to look for. These are the things that could, you know, trip you up and throw you down one of those rabbit holes that you might not think might not know about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's such a great, such a great way to go about it too, because it really is so much about awareness awareness and knowledge. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Knowledge is power. Yeah, absolutely. I a hundred percent agree. I love that. And I'm, I was just kind of curious if, you know, 
a lot of times when I talk to people who have written books or, or things like that, and I've had a couple of other um, cancer survivors and, and things like that on the show over a period of time, and almost all of them have told me that they had kind of this aha moment, whether it was like during their diagnosis, in the midst of it, or after when they were remission and they were kind of like, felt like they were getting their life back to normal. This kind of aha moment of like wanting to really help people and share their knowledge and get all of that out. Do you feel like you had that like moment? Oh that- yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went back to school with the idea of, I just want to learn more for me. It's just totally selfish. And as I started learning more, I just couldn't contain it. I'm like, people need to know this and yeah. uh, learning how to appropriately disperse that information um, has been a fun journey, but definitely it's just something that I feel like I need to share. It's just, it's on my heart. It's, it's my passion. And I didn't see this coming. Like if you had told me 10 years ago, I wouldn't like, (laughs) yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting how we end up on the paths that we're on. Sometimes we're just guided that way through different, through different means. So it's really, it's really interesting to to hear those stories and see how, how um, people have been guided to kind of share their story and help other people. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, before we run out of time, I want to make sure that I give you enough time to tell people where can they find you if they want to work with you because they're going through something similar. Where can they find you to work with you? Um, Where can we find the book? All of that information. Yeah. So um, my website for cancer um, is designed with an ED, F-O-R, health. So designedforhealth.net. Nice and confusing. Um, my Instagram handle is at Katrina foe. Um, I'm on Facebook, um, backslash nutritional Pilates. Um, and then our Pilates teacher training program, um, you can find it on the nutritionalpilates.com site, um, or pilatesfreedom.com. So lots of different ways to connect with me and work with me, depending on, you know, if you have cancer, if you want to be trained in Pilates, the whole spectrum. Yeah, that's amazing. And I'll definitely make sure to share that in the show notes for anybody who's trying to write that down very fast. It'll <laughs> it'll be there so you can easily access it. And then um and then where can we find your book? Yeah, it's going to be on Amazon and it should be in, you know, the bookstores and such. Um after that, but if you would like a free copy, I will offer for your visit or your viewers um a free hard copy, not an ebook but you have to give me your address and everything. So I know who to send it to. So if you go to nutritionalpilates.com, it'll have a pop-up that you can just fill out and let me know where to send it to. That's great. That's so amazing. And, and so nice to offer that free resource to our listeners. So everyone listening, I hope that you um, will take her up on that because what a fantastic resource. And again, I will put that website um, in the show notes as well so that you can easily access that. And Katrina, thank you so much for being on the show today and for sharing your journey, your story, everything that you've done. It's so inspirational and so amazing. And um, I just love what you're doing out there. And so anybody who wants to work with Katrina, please reach out to her, even if it's you just want to learn how to teach Pilates, which is still amazing. Um, Please find her and reach out to her for that. And thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, we will catch you all in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the show, and thank you so much for listening. This episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens, with 75 absorbable vitamins and minerals in just one scoop per day. I've increased my energy, immune function, 
and so much more. AG is a non-negotiable part of my daily routine. For your own risk-free AG plus 20% off and free vitamin D3 K2 supplement, go to www.athleticgreens.com backslash functionally autoimmune or look in the notes of this podcast and you can find the link there. Trust me, you want to add Athletic Greens to your day. It makes such a huge difference.